Welcome to Younger, Smarter, Better. This episode, we're going to be covering the topic of tips and tricks to breaking bad habits that you can use right now and use today. First off, the first habit that we have is out of sight, out of mind. Now, this might seem very obvious, but there's a lot of nuances to this. When you try to get things out of sight, like let's say you have a bad habit of eating a lot of candy, and what you want to do is you want to just throw away the candy. That's great. That is a great start, and that is a great tip, and that is what we're talking about right now. And the best thing to do is to go through, figure out what things remind you and trigger you, in a sense, to indulge in your bad habits. If it be like if you see the candy bar sitting there on the counter or what have you, if you have like pizza on speed dial, something like that, you want to go through and go through your life and see where those things are. And those could, things could also be on your phone and in your digital life as well. So go through those things, be aware of where they are, and then start to get rid of them. But also be aware that this isn't the only thing you have to do. This is a great tip for when working at home and being at home and trying to avoid those habits. But another thing you have to be sure that you do is that you get it through to your head because most of the time, like, great, you got the candy out of your house, but if you go to your friend's house, he's still got candy and he's probably going to offer it to you. So if you want to stop it for good, you've got to figure out some sort of workaround to where you are avoiding it all the time and not just when it's at your house. You go to a store and they have a sale. Oh, but it's like, oh, but it's like this whole bag is only like $3. See, there's, there's things that once you get it out of your home environment and doesn't exactly do it for good, but it's a great place to start. The second tip is make the benefit of stopping obvious. So when you stop eating candy, you know, you don't immediately, there's no, there's a lack of feeling and emotion and experience when you stop something. There's no, like, you know, when you're trying to avoid a bad habit, there's no feeling associated other than maybe withdrawal in some cases, but there's no feeling associated with stopping, like looking on social media for a couple of hours a day and you're trying to like limit yourself. There's no feeling with stopping that, that, a bad habit there's only a feeling with actually indulging in it but that's where you have to like figure out how to make it more obvious when you stop either by keeping track of that habit of seeing how long what i would suggest you do is track the days that you haven't done that habit maybe you say oh i'm limiting myself to two and a half hours a day of social media right and then you mark off you give yourself an x that should be like a satisfactory like i accomplished today without looking more than two hours and a half on social media or eating more than three pieces of candy, set some sort of limit for yourself and then keep track of how long you're able to keep that limit up. And when you do that, you start to bring in, you know, the idea that when you, when you break that habit, when you're starting to lessen that habit, that whatever it is, when you make it obvious, then you're starting to notice when you stop the benefits of it. So let's say that once you stop eating a lot of sugar you know, you start to notice you don't crave it as much. You have to make sure that it's obvious. Start like asking yourself and being aware of the different things that you can enjoy now that you've stopped and broken your bad habit. The third tip is to increase friction on starting a bad habit. Last episode, we were talking about how to build habits. The one before that, we were deciding what habits to build. And last episode, we kind of talked about the idea of making the habit shorter and a lot easier to start up. When you want to build habits, when you want to break habits, you want to increase the friction. You want to make it harder to start. You want to throw things in your way. One of the things that you could do is, for example, on your phone, you have the settings of 
you know, go to settings, screen time. You can set limits for yourself on how long you can be on certain categories. You can set limits on how, at what time at night you can use your phone. So your phone will automatically turn off certain functions. Like it will, it will make sure that your app, that once you press on it, it won't immediately open. It'll give you a little screen saying, are you sure you want to do this? And then you can say for 15 minutes or for the rest of the day. And it's a really helpful way to keep track of not only how much you have been, you know, it's a good way to set up some friction between you and your bad habit, be it what whatever it is. So if you're can if you like to eat candy and you still keep it at the house, what you could do is you could lock it up. It just you're adding a mental buffer between enjoyed like noticing that you want that you crave that bad habit, be it that candy bar or whatever it is. You start noticing that craving, and then between actually eating the candy bar, you want some sort of something in between that stops you and like. Basically, like it's a friend stopping and saying, hey, are you sure you want to do this? It's like when you break open the lock on the candy box. It's like it's a it's a second like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? And sometimes that's all you need to make sure that you stop doing it. And it makes it a lot harder. So it's a lot harder to go into the routine of doing it. You could also do this when if you if you have a habit of watching a lot of TV, what you could do is to make it harder. Netflix automatically makes it super easy for you to binge watch and watch the next episode. But, you know, there's automatically, it's harder for you to not watch the epi- next episode than it is for you to, like, avoid watching it. So what I would suggest doing for things like that is you can set up, like, say, an alarm in the next room for the amount of time the show is. And then once your show is over, there's an alarm in another room that causes you to leave that room, go to the other room, and it gives you a mental break, and you're able to come back and just turn it off and then... Because it reminds you, once leaving that room, reminds you to stop and turn it off. The fourth thing we're going to talk about here is a commitment device. There are multiple different commitment devices, and they're really things that really put, you know, put your money where your mouth is, in a sense. There's different applications and websites where you can put money towards breaking your bad habits and start and building new ones. So what you can do is... There's a, um, a website called B Minor, and what you do is you pledge a certain amount of money if you do not keep up with a certain habit. Say, I want to practice German um, a certain amount of times every week. If I don't do it and if I don't check it off on B Minor, then B Minor will automatically charge me money. So it's it really starts to add a monetary value. There's other things I've heard examples of people who have set up automated tweet automated tweets. So in the morning when they wake up if they don't wake up by a certain time an automated tweet will go out saying because i'm so lazy i'm going to give away 25 dollars to anyone who comments first for the first five people and what it does is it creates a commitment device you you have to now because there's some sort of monetary or some sort of equivalent thing on at stake if you don't do it it keeps you committed to that and something similar here is Maybe not an actual website or device, but an accountability partner. This is tip number five, having an accountability partner. Someone you can talk with through the process of breaking the bad habit or with building new ones. It really keeps you, um, like having someone to talk with really has that added social pressure because now you have, you're not just like trying to do it for yourself. You're now doing it to either impress someone else. You've got someone else on the line that's going to keep you accountable. So when you say, I'm not going to do this, you know, someone else is there making sure you don't actually do it. It's also great if they're also going through the same thing 
because then you can share your experiences and it's a lot easier for you to go through. You can share different methods, different um, styles that you've like learned on how to break out, being turn, unplugging the TV after you use it, things that you can share with them. It makes it really easy to break those bad habits. Now, if you want to go to a step further, you can kind of combine the last two to create our next one, which is a habit contract. You can kind of like pledge money to your friends, your accountability partner, if you don't complete it, which is really just kind of the habit contract is kind of like a written document, which makes it a lot more formal. And a written document is the most known and most accountable form of a binding document. And so by doing this, by having some sort of binding document, it not only is it a physical piece of paper that you can see and you can look at whenever you see it, but if you write down like any obligations that you have, you have a much larger chance of following through with that and as compared to a nonverbal, as a non-written verbal contracts, even if they're written with yourself. So you could write a, a habit contract for yourself and it would be a lot easier for that you could say, here's what I'm trying to do. Here's how I'm going to stop doing it. You either, if you're going to do it with another person, you could have them sign it as well. You say, what's at stake if you don't break your bad habit or if XYZ habit or XYZ comes up again, then this helps you break the habit and you have like a healthier habit in its place. So you say like, instead of eating candy bars, I'm going to go out on a run Here's what happens if I don't do that. I pay my friend $5 every time I don't do that. And so it really, you know, really commits you to that. Now we're going to go on to a different style of tip. This is more of the idea of the emotions before indulging into those bad habits. This is tip number seven, cool down the present and heat up the future. So in this sense, we're talking more of the emotional side. When I say heat up or cool down I'm talking about like emotionally when you when you start to like when you when you're about to bite into that candy bar you're really like looking for it so you're really craving it so you're not really spending a lot of time thinking rationally you're thinking very emotionally about oh this is going to taste really good and I'm going to feel really good because of that you're not really thinking really rationally like I don't need this and I'm not going to, the taste doesn't last very long you know you're not thinking of like I've lost so many weight and it's going to lose all my progress you're not thinking rationally, you're more heated up in that moment for the craving that you want that that bar. So going to that is how you cool down is you take a step back. Um, you can ask yourself questions before you go and you take a bite into that candy bar. Ask yourself, what price would I be paying in the future for this present decision? It really keeps you like cooling down, um, cooling down the current like emotions of, ooh, this candy bar looks really good and I can feel really good right now and brings into the future, like, what are the consequences for doing that? What's the consequences of eating that candy bar? And think of it as if the future was today. Live with those consequences in the future. Say you were, like, to overindulge in eating candy bars, right? Pretend, like, you have to live life with possible diabetes or heart illnesses. There's, like, having extra weight things like losing your progress. There's all these different things that if you imagine living through that life, it really starts to deteriorate the idea that this is a really good decision to have that candy bar. It really starts to cool it down, which is what you're trying to do. Imagine living with those consequences in the present instead of in the future. And tip number eight is to turn your candy into poison. And this is more of a mental trick 
than anything else. But the idea is that if you start to imagine things as if they're like illnesses or poison in a sense, then you mentally, you wouldn't want it as much. You're not as attracted to it. So the power of men, like your mental perspective has a huge power over how you interact with the world around you, right? So imagine that that candy bar that you're eating was slowly poisoning you, was slowly giving you diabetes or some sort of other illnesses, right? You can start to see that and you start to be like, maybe this isn't the right decision. You can, it gives you a second thought and that second thought really gives you a chance to put it down and and just start to break that bad habit. And when you do that, you start to avoid it as if it really was poisoning you because it's kind of, it's poisoning your goals and your dreams of having a healthy and fit lifestyle. And you have to like start, that mental perspective really has a huge difference on how you interact with the world, be it eating a whole bunch of candy bars or avoiding them entirely. And tip number nine is all about perspective. We talked a little bit about it the last two of changing your perspective for the future and changing your perspective that what you're what you're the bad habit that you're indulging in is actually harming you rather than being beneficial. So now tip number nine is look at life as if you're a fly on a wall. It's a lot easier to look at, you know, if you're a fly on a wall, you, you have to take a step back, save a step outside of yourself. It's hard. We oftentimes it's hard to think about different perspectives because we only ever live life through one set of eyeballs and uh, one body that we have, you know. And so we have to use our mental – we have to, like, change our our mental perspective because we can't change our physical perspective. And so we have to go through and just imagine if you're a fly on a wall, right? You're able to step back and you see yourself right now. You can ask yourself some questions about it, like, wh- where are you right now? Well, for me, I'm recording right now. I can step back and I can see myself recording. I'm – ask your other, yourself other questions. What are you doing are the emotions that you're dealing with completely necessary? You know, is there any other way to look at what you're dealing with? Look for different perspectives. Take a step back to breathe, to really like think about this rationally. Having a different perspective really helps you think rationally about what you're trying to do. In conclusion, getting things out of sight helps them get out of mind, but it doesn't always work. It's a great way to start. It doesn't always work because of going to friends' houses and other other environments that aren't just your home environment. Making the benefit of stopping whatever habit you are doing more obvious helps you bring into your mind what you're actually doing right instead of just the nothingness that is like, you know, stopping a bad habit like eating a candy bar. Increasing friction to starting that bad habit makes gives you a chance for a second thought before you indulge in that candy bar. Um, going through using a commitment device really keeps you committed and keeps you accountable, like having an accountability partner. Putting money on the line really is beneficial because you start to equivalent men, uh, monetary value to what you're doing with breaking your bad habits. Having an accountability partner really helps when you're talking with someone, you're able to have that extra social pressure on top of the monetary pressure. And having a habit contract between you either you and yourself or you and your accountability partner, putting something on the line and keeping yourself writtenly and signing that contract, being able to see that contract in paper form throughout your house or wherever you put it so that you mentally recognize what you're doing and you have a more binding document that keeps you committed. Another thing we have is our next three is cooling down the present, dealing with the emotions of bringing up the future. Imagine a life 
you know, with where you're super fit and healthy. Imagine how happy you would be and how successful you'd be with that because that you've cooled down today, which is like this candy bar, it's not all that good, you know. It's only one candy bar and it it doesn't last very long. The taste doesn't last very long, but that future is really super satisfying and really look forward to that. And tip number eight, turning down turning your candy into poison really helps you change your mental perspective on what what this is is it's not helping me it's actually hurting me in a sense and really changing that perspective makes you think twice about picking it up and tip number nine being as if you were a fly on the wall really helps you get in range of your emotions and gives you different perspective on the situation you're dealing with thank you so much for listening to this episode um, if you want to find this, you can find this blog post on Younger, Smarter, Better what blog, which is wordpress.youngersmarterbetter.com, which you can find in the link in the description. I'm also super excited about the YouTube channel that has been released. You can find that in the link in the description below. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Christian Alita, and as always, stay hungry for knowledge. Mm-hmm.